This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Standing here tonight, the Mokal Kodosh, based on Knesset, based on Medesh, Agodol, Netzach Israel, Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, the Roshus, Moireinu, Amor, the Asre, Agoyna, Berlik, Yashrite, and the Shus, Ovi Moiri, it's a great honor to host tonight on the night of the Shloshim of my aunt, my mother's sister, Esther Shishano Basuven Olera Sholoim. Actually, today is the Shloshim from the day of the Ketiva. Even though the Levaya was a couple days later, and the Maestro Shloshim will be from the day of the Ketiva, but Mamish Bashel, that tonight is the Shloshim from the day of the Ketiva. And it's a great honor to have with us tonight a very renowned Mabitz Torah. Mekati Shem Shomayim Barabim Nagoyim Daniel Gladstein Shlita from the five towns New York and coming here to El Tisol is here on a special mission to spread and bring the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu bigger and greater in the world so having him here tonight with us is a very big honor and here at the Mokan Kodesh Miyuchot very special. That's a middal oil for Tamidi Chachomim and Nevakshi Toyrov here in, in this base Medrash and base Knesses. It should be the Ilu Nishmosa at Toyrov, Even though she didn't have a simple life, she never got married, and she had her whatever she had, but she always had positivity. Even with all the difficulties, despite all the difficulties she went through, she was always enthusiast, enthusiastic with tremendous positivity. And that's a very big thing that we need to learn. And we as Bnei Toyo, we have the schuz to be and being part with what a schus. So that I need to have always we need to be positive. And that I, like the Nefesh Achayim says, the biggest, even though But there's one thing that can't have, you can't have one second in the veil without Toyo. And if there will be one second in the world without So as I said, it's a great honor to have tonight with us Adorin and Daniel Gladstein from New York all the way here to Yerushalayim HaKodesh but he spreads Torah all over the world with Torah anytime and so many others Mamesh Abotzas Torah Sheinataya Ben Meshayev and tonight is also co-sponsored by Yubone. And Be'ezer Hashem, all this is Mamish. This is like Nisiyah Shid Hashem Shomayim. Mamish, Tamidi Chachomim here. They said, Be'roshus Merina Mo'odei Asle. So let's, please all together, Be'ezer Hashem, 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 Thank you.
Thank you so much, Shmuel Shlita, for the very warm and kind introduction. It's really a great honor and privilege to have the opportunity to share Devrei Torah in Yerushalayim Erech And I'm very humbled that the Herman Mishpacha, that Reb Shabtai and Rabbi Tzin Yehudit, who I have this very special Kesha with, because some of the shiurim that I'm zoichet to give, I get a lot of feedback and a lot of questions and a lot of shaklavataria from the Herman Mishpacha. And even though I don't, I don't always have good terutzim, but I feel the bikush and I feel the yearning for the Dvar Hashem, to understand the Dvar Hashem deeper and more meaningfully from the whole Mishpacha. And that Kesher that was forged, it transcends the oceans, it transcends land, and it brought me all the way here to this Makam Kadosh. May the learning tonight be Eloi Nishmas, Esther Shashana, Bas Ruvain, the sister and sister-in-law, Rab Shabtai, and Rabbi Tzinyehudit, the Ganeden Tehemenu Chasa, she should have an Aliyah in the Oil of Ma'emes and be a Melitza Yeshara for her whole family, Arbias Goyal Tzedek. And I thank Hagoin, Rabbi Shmuel, the Rosh Koilel of the Schattenstein Koilel, one of the the pillars of Torah here in Yushalayim and in Eretz Yisrael. And we wish him tremendous. Siyata Deshmayan Hatzlacha Lahagdil Tayyar Lahadira. Tonight's shir has also been co sponsored by my good friend Rabbi Aaron Posen of Yibana. And uh, we wish uh, Yibana tremendous Hatzlacha in being Marbitz Tayyar and being Magdil Tayyar Lahagdil Tayyar Lahadira. So, what could be a happier occasion? To be in Eretz Yisrael. You know, Ramir Shapiro says, that the greatest simcha and the only simcha is to be in Eretz Yisrael. Because there's no other way. Simcha and Eretz Yisrael are synonymous. So really, truly, it's a great simcha to be here. The two greatest simcha, Pekudei Hashem Yisharim Misam Chelev, and the simcha of being in Eretz Yisrael. So tonight I want to speak about two lines of Gemara, Masech Tainis and Dav Chavtes. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Breid Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas Meshmei Derav. Kishem Shemishanichnas Av Mimatin Besimcha. Just like when the month of Av enters, we diminish joy. So too, when the month of Adar comes in, we increase our joy. We're all familiar with that. We know nice negunim for that. You don't have to sing it right now. After the shir, you could share with me any negunim you know. But I want to share with you one simple ha'ara on this Gemara. And at first when I had this kasha, I couldn't believe nobody asks it. And then I realized everybody asks it. The Gemara should just say as follows. Amar Rav Yehuda, B'rei Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas, Mishmei Derav, Mishenichnas Adar Marbim B'Simcha. When the month of Adar comes in, we should increase joy. Be happy in Adar. Adar is a great time. It's a great month. Everyone's looking forward to cleaning for Pesach and other happiness that's ahead. Adar is a great time. Just say, Mishenichnas Adar Marbim B'Simcha. What does it got to do with Av? It has something to do with Av. Kishem, just like Mishenichnas Av, Mematim B'Simcha. Just like when Av comes in, we diminish our joy, so too when Adar comes in, we increase it. What do you mean so too? What do you mean just like? It has nothing to do with Av. Let's say Av was a happy time. Then in Adar we shouldn't be happy? Let's say Av didn't exist. Then in Adar we shouldn't be happy? Let's say Adar, you, you're supposed to be no emotion at all. Not happy and not sad. Then in Adar we shouldn't be happy? What, what does Av have to do with Adar? Just say, Mishenichnas, the simcha of Adar is irrespective of our emotions in the month of Av. 
So first I saw that Rav Moshe Shapiro in, uh, is very busy with this question. What's the Kishem? Kishem, just like. And then I saw the Vilna Goyen in his commentary to Megillah Sester. He asked the Kasha. And the Ksav Soifer asked the Kasha. And the Masarekeach of Lezer of Amsterdam asked the question. This is the big question. In America we would call this the million dollar question. What's the Kishem of the Gemara? Kishem Shemishenichnas Av Mematin Besimcha with your permission, I would like to share with you this evening three approaches to this question, three amazing approaches. Each approach in and of itself will open up new vistas of understanding of the meaning of Chodesh Adar and the Yom Tov of Purim, Haba'aleinu L'tayka. There's Halach and Shulchan Aruch. There's actually an entire simon in Shulchan Aruch, simon Tavkov Samach and Arachayim that one always has to remember Chorben Beis HaMikdash. Not only that, one has to make a Zecher to the Beis HaMikdash. Lasois Zecher L'Chorben. So we know if you build a new home and you're building it from scratch, right opposite your doorway, you have to have an Amma by Amma that is unplastered as Zecher L'Chorben. Many people do that, and even if you don't build it from scratch, if you repaint it, then also it's better to have an area, an Amma by Amma, that is unpainted. But there are many other remembrances we're supposed to make for the Chorben, and they're basically not really observed. Here's an example. The Shulchan Aruch says, if you have a big Suda, you should leave over one place, unset, Zecher L'Chorben. Who does that? I don't think anybody does that. The Bir Halacha wonders, why doesn't anybody do that anymore? But that's a Halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Or, the Shulchan Aruch says, when you make a suda, you should bring out, you, you bring out all your nice kalim. Don't bring out every last kli. Leave something in the sideboard. You're not go, you don't want to take out all your nice kalim. Why? Zecher l'chorben. What about if it's a suda's mitzvah? Do you still make a zecher l'chorben? Says the taz, even at a suda's mitzvah, you make a zecher l'chorben. Are there any exceptions to this rule? Is there ever a time you don't make a Zecha L'chorben? Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden in the Marok Tziah, there's one Suda a year, you don't make Zecha L'chorben. You don't remember the Beis HaMikdash. What is it? Suda's Purim. Don't make Zecha L'chorben by Suda's Purim. The Shari Tshuva quotes Rabbi Yaakov Emden and he codifies that in fact, Suda's Purim, forget about the Beis HaMikdash. Don't make a Zecha L'chorben. Haflavafela. You finish Shas, Bavli, Yushalmi, make a Zechel Chorben. You're like Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta, Medrash, make a Zechel Chorben. But Sudas Purim? No, Sudas Purim, you don't make a Zechel Chorben. You have a Nesuin and a Pidyan Aben with the Siyam Shas? No, you're going to make a Zechel Chorben. But not Sudas Purim. Why not, why not Sudas Purim? Says Rabbi Yaakov, you know what? You know why not Sudas Purim? Because since on Purim, Chayiv Inish Levesume Bipuraya Adeloyada Beinarhaman Levarach Mordechai. Since you need to become so intoxicated on Purim that you don't know the difference between Arhaman and Baruch Mordechai, you don't make a Zechel Chorben. What does that mean even? Because you have to drink a lot, you don't have to remember the Beis HaMikdash. Why wouldn't you have to remember the Beis HaMikdash? And Bechlau, this is a very difficult mitzvah. This is one of the most unusual mitzvahs in the Torah, where the Torah says, we want you to do that which we usually warn you is like the worst possible thing. I mean, think, think about all the bad things that have happened in the history of the world, and what was the main cause. So let's start with Adam Arishan and Gan Eden, right? So he's there for uh, an hour, and God says, look, Adam, you want to eat oranges, you want to eat apricots, you want to eat bananas, you can even you can eat buxer. Why anybody would ever eat buxer beats me, who knows. You can eat whatever you want. Just don't eat a grape. And Adam Rishon says, why not? I can never eat a grape. So says Avada, you could eat it, you could eat a grape in an hour. When Shabbos starts, you'll make kiddush. But don't make early kiddush. Don't have a kiddush club, Adam Rishon. So Adam Rishon's looking at the clock. It's early, but he can't contain himself. So he drinks the wine. And because he drank the wine, he brought Misa La'olam. And now people have to go to work for a living. 
And there's all the ills of society, all pain, all sorrow. Why? Wine. And then you have a man by the name of Noyach. And Noyach, the whole world is destroyed. He opens up the teva. And what does he do? He takes a misstep. With what? With yayin. And then like half of mankind, they're cursed or Canaan. Wine is not a good thing. Like half of Sefer Mishlei is don't drink too much. Don't drink too much. Don't get angry. But, and also don't drink too much. And by the way, you shouldn't drink a lot. So the Tanakh keeps on warning us about the, the dangers of Yayin. And here the Yibar Shalom tells us, Al Yidei the Amoyroim, that on comes Purim, you're supposed to become so inebriated that you don't know the difference between Ar Hama and Baruch Mordechai. I mean, you're putting people's lives in peril. It, it, you're jeopardizing people's health. How could there be such a mitzvah? And then not to know the difference between Haman and Mordechai. That's the whole purpose of Purim. The whole purpose of Purim is to wipe out Haman and to elevate Mordechai. Bruchim. You know, Chazal say, you have to say Baruch Mordechai and Allah Haman. Oh, and also drink so much so you don't know who's who. I mean, how do you reconcile that? So there's a classic Perosh Amigilas Esther. This is perhaps the most fundamental Perosh Amigilas Esther from one of the Kadmonim, Rebbe Lezer Ashkenazi, the author of Maseh Hashem. He wrote a famous Haggadah, Maseh Hashem. And the name of this parish is Yosef Lekach. In the new editions of the Bir Hagra, Amigal Sasser, of Shlema. Um, what? Shlema Brevda, thank you. On the bottom is published the Yosef Lekach. Says the Yosef Lekach, he says, well, why would Chazal institute a mitzvah to get so drunk on Purim? We know all the dangers of drinking. Says the Yosef Lekach, you have to understand the historical context of the story of Purim. Think about when it happened. Seventy years earlier, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. And the Yidin were watching the Beis HaMikdash go down in flames, and they were weeping, they were crying, and they were being led by the waters of Babylon, and the captors said, No, sing to us, serenade us, sing to us some of the songs of Yishalayim. And they said, What? We can't sing about Yerushalayim when we're in Chorbin. And they took a shvua, they took an oath. They said, They said, our tongue should be parched. If I don't remember Yerushalayim, if Yerushalayim is not at the forefront of my mind, we swore that God should parch our throats and our tongues. And then Nebuchadnezzar said, no, play some music. And the Levim said, we're not going to play music for you. And they went ahead and they bit off their thumbs. So they walked around for 70 years without thumbs. It's not easy not to have a thumb. Do you know how many Levim came back in the times of the second base Hamikdash? Yevamis, Daf Peivav, the Gemara says... There were no Levim. So Tosis asked, there were no Levim in the times of the second base of Mikdash, but Asara Yuchsin Alulabavel. Says Tosis, yeah, none of the young Levim came back, and the only Levim that came back were the old Levim that had already bitten off their thumbs, so there was nobody to play music in the second base of Mikdash. So Ezra got fed up, and he says, you know what? We take away Masarishan from the Levim. So the Jews could not live without a Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash was is the life force of the Jew. So Mordechai comes along and says, Yidin, we know your lives were in peril, you were in danger, and the Yibbani Shalom saved you, so you know what we're going to do now? Mishta v'simcha v'yomtov. And Kali Yisrael say, Yomtov? Why, we're going to build the Beis HaMikdash? Mordechai says, no, the Beis HaMikdash is b'chorbana. So the Yidin says, again. Yomtiv without a base hamikdash? Oh, we're going to sit down and rejoice without a base hamikdash? How can you rejoice without a base hamikdash? We swore. We can't have Purim. 
no Purim. The Gemara even says, Mordechai tried to institute a Yomtev, and Kala Yisrael said, nice try. Nah, no thanks, Mordechai. So Mordechai Ubezdinai, they stroked their beards and they thought, how can we get Kalal Yisrael to celebrate the greatest Yeshua in history? After all, that Rizal writes, the R of Purim, there was never a light like this in the history of the world. So Mordechai had an Einfal. He's going to be misaking that one day a year. Klai Yisrael has to forget about the base Hamikdash, and therefore Mordechai was misaking that on Purim you have to drink Chayiv in Ishlebesume Adeloyada mi base Hamikdash. But you can't, you can't say that. You can't say that. Can you imagine if it said in Shulchan Aruch Chayiv in Ishlebesume beporaya Adeloyada base Hamikdash? That would be sacrilegious. So Mordechai told everyone, listen, until you forget about me. You get it? You understand what I mean? And they said, oh yeah, we got it, Mordechai. They would never write, you need to drink until you forget about the Mikdash. But that's why there's a mitzvah to drink, which I think would exempt many people from drinking, Bizman The whole reason to drink is to forget about the base. Some people are on such a high madriga, they don't even need the yayin to forget about the base of Mikdash. So the whole tachris of drinking on Purim is to be able to enjoy one, to have temporary amnesia, to temporarily forget about the base of Mikdash, to enjoy the salvation of Purim. So now the psaq of Rabbi Yaakov Emden is crystal clear. It says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, there's one day a year you don't make a zeicher l'chorben. When? Purim. Why? Because Chayiv inish l'besumei b'pareh. What does one thing have to do with the other? It's obvious. It's Pashat. The whole purpose of Purim is to forget for one day a year about the great destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, to put it aside, to block it out of your mind. Yes, we swore, but we're not going to think about that today. Today we need to just celebrate the fact that in the Golos HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us and protected us. So if there's one day a year we don't remember Beis HaMikdash, it's Purim. Maybe it just hit me, B'schus HaRabim, B'schus being in Yushalayim Merakoidash. We don't add Kroivetz on Purim to the bracha of Estzemach David Avdecha Mehera Satzmiach. And this is a big kasha. And this is addressed by Rabbi Pinchas Karotzer, but maybe the answer is because we're not going to be moisif to the bracha of Esema. We want to draw as little attention to the Beis HaMikdash on Purim as possible. The whole purpose of the Yom Tif of Purim is to forget about it. You're going to add to the bracha of Esema, David? No, no, that bracha, let's, just, let's get through it quickly. According to this amazing approach of the Yosef Lekach, the Gemara reads, Kaftar Vafarach. Just like in the month of Av, we're Mamayit B'Simcha, because we have to think about the Beis HaMikdash, it has to be in the forefront of our mind, it has to be the center of our attention, we have to mourn it, we have to think about it. Chayiv Adam Lios, Chayiv Yerei Shamayim Lios, Yorei Umeitzar V'doyeg Achorim Beis HaMikdash. So in the exact polar opposite of the month of Av, Kishem, that in the month of Av, it's designated to mourn the Beis HaMikdash, Mishanichnas Adar, Marben Besimcha, because this month we have to forget about the Choram Beis HaMikdash. It's Zelu Umazah. Adar is Keneged Av. Av, we focus on it, we don't let it out of our minds, we're not Mesiach Das from the Avelos, Adar, yes, we are Mesiach Das from the Avelos. That's the whole Tachlis of the Yom Tov of Purim. Hashem allows us just one month a year to say, yes, it's very dear to us, but in order to fully appreciate the salvation, we have to be Mesiach Das just a little bit from the Beis HaMikdash. That is approach number one. Approach number two. The Medrash says in Esther Rabbah that after the salvation of Purim, Mordechai did something very unusual. Mordechai, Yatsoloi Moinitin Ba'olam. He minted coins. He minted coins. One side of the coin was a picture of Mordechai. Then the other side of the coin was a picture of Esther. Does that make any sense that Mordechai was minting coins? I mean, if you heard 
How's Reb Chaim Knievsky doing? Oh, Reb Chaim is all gesund sein. Now look over uh, the, the new, what's the tzedakah over there? Kupat ha'ir. They're minting coins with Reb Chaim Knievsky and the government has allowed a new coin, Reb Chaim on one side and Reb Tzim Knievsky on the other side and Reb Chaim endorses this coin. So what? Well, why would Rav Chaim Knievsky mint coins? He's not interested in that. That's the furthest thing from his mind. He would have, it would be of complete inconsequential to Rav Chaim to have a coin with his image on it. So what's Mordechai doing minting coins? This is the kasha of Rav Yonisen Ibishitz and also the Nachlas David. Nachlas David, Rav David Tevel, Talmud of Rav Chaim Belajner. He addresses this question in his Drashas based David. He says as follows, the Ramam says, there are three mitzvahs that Klal Yisrael are chayivin upon entry into Eretz Yisrael. Mitzvah number one, you have to appoint a king. You have to make a melech. Mitzvah number two, you need to destroy Amalek. Mitzvah number three, you need to build the Beis HaMikdash. You got it? King, destroy Amalek, build the Beis HaMikdash. In order to destroy Amalek, you need to be a melech. In order to build the base Hamikdash, you need to destroy Amalek. If you can't destroy Amalek, unless you're a Melech. So in times of the first base Hamikdash, David came, he wiped out Amalek pretty significantly. He's a Melech. Once he wiped out Amalek, they built the temple. Once they, um, and everything's great. They killed out, they made a king. They killed Amalek, and they made the base Hamikdash. And once they made the base Hamikdash, the Shechina came down on the base Hamikdash. Because they followed the three-step program. Melech, kill Amalek, build the temple. You build the temple the right way, the Shechina comes down. But we know from the Pesach in Chagai, the Gemara says in Yuma, that the word Va'achavda is missing a hey. That the second Beis HaMikdash was missing five things that the first Beis HaMikdash had. And one of the five things was the Shechina was not present in the time of the second base of Mikdash. Why not? Where was the Shechina? Says of David Teva, amazing thing. In order to have Shechina, you need to have a real base of Mikdash. In order to have a real base of Mikdash, you got to destroy Amalek. In order to destroy Amalek, you need a Malach. So now the Jews are going up to Eretz Yisrael after the 70 years. And they want to build the base of Mikdash, but they have to first destroy Amalek, so they need a Melech. But there's no Melech! So Mordechai says, I'm a Melech. O Mordechai HaYehudi, Mishneh, La Melech HaChashverosh. I'm a shtickle Melech, Mordechai says. And Esther's a Malka. So the Jews say, you're a Melech. So where's your coins? So uh, Mordechai says, gotta get to work. So Mordechai opens up a mint, and he mints coins with his tzura on it to give himself a din of Amalek, to, to, to give himself a din of Amalek, to destroy Amalek, to build a base of Mikdash. Now, it wasn't a full-fledged Malchus, and therefore the Shechina never really came back to the second base of Mikdash, but they wouldn't even have been able to build it had Mordechai not had the halachic status to some extent of a Melech. Which means that the story of Purim paved the way for Mordechai to be elevated for Malchus in order to rebuild the second Beis HaMikdash. If not for the miracle of Purim, the second Beis HaMikdash would never have been built. I'm going to share with you now this detail I once said a couple years ago, but it's, uh, I want to mention in this context. The story of Purim literally built the second Beis HaMikdash. You know, the Megillah ends, Vayasem ha-melech ha-chashveirosh Mas al ha-aretz V'yei ha-yom ha-chashveirosh Taxed the people. That's the end of the story. Here, you're writing this book. It's like the most dramatic book in all of Tanakh. And, and here's the grand ending. The grand ending is, you know what happened? Not only were our lives saved, but there's a new government that has more taxes. Okay, now let's celebrate Purim. That's the grand finale of Megillah Sester. Taxes! Could somebody take, I mean, get, have that Pesach get into Miguel Sester? Say, no, it's just there to know the history of the times. The next Pesach is, You want to know the history? Go to the Chronicles of Persia. 
It's not a history book. No detail is written to give you a better understanding of the history. So why does the Megillah end that Achashverosh tax the people? That's Kasha the Briskarav. You ready for an incredible approach? The answer is very simple. If you look in Sefer Ezra, the Jews go up to build, rebuild the second base Hamikdash. The problem is they had no good fundraisers. You know, if you're, you're, you have a Chashva Kaila, everybody knows that making a real good a, a pitch for fundraising, it's a Hele Gezach. It's like, You know the story? There was a plane and it was experiencing a, a lot of turbulence. And people were getting really nervous. People were holding that. You know, the oxygen's coming down and the, and the pilot announces, look, uh, I think we could handle this, but it's a little bit of a very uh, dangerous situation. If there are any religious leaders on the flight, now's the time to do something religious. So the Rav got up and he gave a very sincere appeal. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very... Uh, who raised the money for the second base HaMikdash? So it says in Ezra, the Jews couldn't afford it. So they turn to Daryavesh, and Daryavesh says, okay, you can't afford it. Says he opens up the royal treasury, and he took all the tax money, and he gave it to the Yidin to rebuild the second temple. Where did he get all the tax money from? Where did Daryavesh get all this tax money from? Vayasem ha-melech ha-chashvirosh al He got it from Papa. He got it from his father. So the Megillah ends off, by the way, not only did God save the Jews, but Achashverosh is now raising money to rebuild the second base Hamikdash. So think about how the Purim story has come full circle. The story begins that Achashverosh is celebrating that the base Hamikdash has been destroyed for 70 years and will never ever be rebuilt. And by the end of the story, Achashverosh has become the chief fundraiser for the second base Hamikdash. So what did Purim lead to directly? Binyan, Bias, Shemi. It made Mordechai the king. It gave him the halachic status to destroy Amalek, to be able to build the second base of Mikdash. It raised the money for the second base of Mikdash. Kishem shemishanichnas av mematin besimcha. Just like when the month of Av comes in, we diminish joy because we commemorate mourning for the Beis HaMikdash. When the month of Adar comes in, we celebrate the ingredients needed to rebuild the second Beis HaMikdash. If Av is the month of destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, Adar is the month of building the second Beis HaMikdash. So you say, but we don't have the second Beis HaMikdash. Says the Navi Yecheskel, That they completed the second base Hamikdash on the third day of Adar. And they made a Chanukah Sabayas. And in Ezra it says the Chanukah Sabayas lasted 21 days until the 23rd day of Adar. Says the Malbim, why did they make such a long Chanukah Sabayas? Says the Malbim, because we have a tradition from the Navi Yecheskel that the third base Hamikdash will be built on the 23rd day of Adar. That's what the Navi Yecheskel says. So the Yidin felt, if we rebuild the second base Hamikdash on finish it on the third day of Adar, and we're Mamshech, the Chanukah Sabayas, until the 23rd, the Yibar Shalom will say, okay, you, did, you, brought, you built the second base Hamikdash, I'll just give you the third one now. Now you're ready for it. You're ready, you celebrated 21 days by Yesheni, it's a good time to rebuild the Bayish Lishi. Let's call it a day. So that means that the month of Adar is not only Misugal, is not only predisposed to the Binyan Bayashini, it's also the month of the rebuilding of the third base Amikdash. Now, there are other views about this. The Master Rekeach, it's called by Chsam Soifer, the Kafechayim brings down that we have a tradition, third base Amikdash will be built on. Pesach, and then the final seven days of Nisan are reserved for the Chanukah of the third base of Mikdash. But this is what the Malbim writes, that the Navi Yechezkel says, the third base of Mikdash will come down in Hashamayim on the 23rd day of Adar. So now the Gemara reads beautifully again. 
Just like when the month of Av comes in, we diminish our joy because we mourn the destruction of Bayis Rishon and Bayis Sheni. So too, when the, when the month of Adar comes in, we're Marbe Besimcha because in this month we anticipate the rebuilding of the third base Hamikdash, Sheyibana Bimheravim. And now we're ready for the grand finale. So this Achashverosh guy, what kind of name is that? I'm saying when he was born, his parents said, they said, Tikare Shemoy Beparas Achashverosh. What kind of crazy parents did he have? You give a kid a name like that? Achashverosh? I mean, in, in school, they just made fun of him all day. You see that guy in there, Achashverosh? The Gemara asked, what does the name Achashverosh mean? That anyone who would think of his name, he would say, Achleroshai, Achleroshai, woe to my head. Why, why, why woe to my head? Why not woe to my ear, to my nose, to my foot? What does Achashverosh got to do with a head? Achlelibi, Achlelamoichi, why Leroishi? Achleroshai. You know, the story of the Megillah, they're, they're like hung up on hanging people. Like you can't get enough of hanging people. Like every, we have to hang everybody. Haman says, what do I do with this Mordechai guy? Azarah says, make a eitz gavoya chamishimama. Chamishimama, you're out of your mind? Who makes a eitz gavoya chamishimama? I mean, according to the Chazalinish, that's a hundred feet tall. What's a hundred? You can't even see. What's the, no, we have to hang Mordechai. What do you got to hang him for? The Gemara in Bracha says, they're There are over 900 ways to kill somebody. Where do they come up with hanging? Why don't you poison him, shoot an arrow at him? I don't, have to, I don't need to mention all 900 ways to kill somebody, but where do they come up with hanging? They didn't... Big Son and Seresh wanted, wanted to poison Achashverosh. So why didn't Haman just slip some cyanide in his drink and call it a day? Yasuit. And then, then Charvoina says, you know what? Why don't you hang Haman? Hang, why do you have to hang him? Just kill him. Knock him off. He's staying. Take out a pistol and shoot him. And then, listen to this. Esther, they killed the ten sons of Haman. They're dead. Esther says, yeah, they're dead. I know, but we didn't hang them yet. What, are they Laundry? Well, why, does that, why do they hang everybody? It's one thing they didn't die yet, so you're going to hang them, but they're, they're dead. No, but they're not hung to dry. So we have a very, a very emotional encounter between two brothers. Tonight we're commemorating the neshama of Esther Shoshana Bas Ruvain. It's a very close relationship between Achim, Achoyos, one of the most emotional encounters in history, the encounter of Yosef HaTzadik and Binyamin. And what does the Pasuk say? Yosef sees Binyamin, Vayipal al Savare Binyamin, Achiv, Ayev. Yosef falls on his brother's neck and he cries, U Binyamin, Bacha al Savarav. And Binyamin cried on his necks. I mean, how many necks did Yosef have already? What do you mean he cried on his necks? I don't know anyone. What do you mean he cried on his necks? So Rashi seems to be bothered by this question. So Rashi says, what does it mean that Binyamin, uh, that Yosef cried on the neck of Binyamin? Yosef cried over the two Bate Mikdashim that were built in the Chelek of Binyamin. And Binyamin cried over Mishkan Shiloi that was built in the Chelek of Yosef. Apparently, Rashi's saying, Rashi's identifying that what part of the body represents the Beis HaMikdash? The neck. The neck is a reference, is a mashal to the Beis HaMikdash. In fact, we find that throughout Tanakh, the Beis HaMikdash is referred to as a neck. Kimigdal David Tzavarech Like the Tower of David is his neck, is your neck. Tzavarech kimigdal hashein. The Beis Hamikdash is called a tzavar. I mean, would you have thought 
we have this beautiful Beis HaMikdash. This is a place that Hashem is Shorashchina. And you could give it a name, a part of the body. What do we call it? A neck. Why is it called a neck? Yosef cries over the necks of Binyamin, the two Batei Mikdashim of Binyamin. Binyamin cries on his neck, Mishkan Shiloi. Why is the Beis HaMikdash called a neck? Says the Chsam Soifer in many, many Mekoymois. Says the Avnei Nezer, the Shemi Shmuel quotes it a couple of times. What is the function of a neck? What is the objective of a neck? The neck connects the head to the body. A person has an idea, a person has a thought, he sends the impulses, he sends the idea down to the goof through the medium of the neck. You eat something, the heart pumps blood to the head through the neck. The oxygen goes up to the head through the neck. All thought descends to the body through the tzavar. All nutrients, all oxygen, all blood comes up to the head through the neck. The neck is the medium, the connector. Why is the Beis HaMikdash called a neck? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Rosh. Shenemar Vayavar Malkam Lefnehem Vashem Bereshem. God is the Rosh. Klal Yisrael is the Guf. How do we connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Through what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Mashpia, Shefa, Bracha, Brios, all good things comes down to the world through the medium of the Beis HaMikdash. Chazal say if the nations of the world would have known how much bracha comes to the Beis HaMikdash, they never would have destroyed it. And all of our tefillahs, whether you're in the five towns, whether you're in Borough Park, even Williamsburg, even there, the tefillahs come up through the Makoim HaMikdash, the Shar HaShamayim. All Avodah goes up through the Beis HaMikdash. All Shefa comes down through the Beis HaMikdash. Ad Hayoim! The Beis HaMikdash is the neck, the Tzavar, that connects the Rosh to the Gov. And the nations of the world also have a neck. Every nation in the world has a Sar. Daniel saw in a dream, he saw the nations of the world are represented by different animals. Greece is represented by a leopard. And Paras is represented by a bear. And these are the Sorim, Shamala, Rahav is the Sar of Mitzrayim. So every nation has a ministering angel, and there's an Am, and they're connected through their Mekoymois. They have Mekoymois. The Nesivas HaMishvat writes, the purpose of Migdal Bavel was it served as a vehicle, as a medium between the Sorim Shamala and the Am Shamata. With that introduction, let's deal with the following question. You know, tomorrow night is a very special night. Tomorrow night is the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu, which means tonight is the Hachona for the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's another reason why we gather together tonight. Because Hachona is even more important than the mitzvah itself. So tonight we have to prepare for the yard. So you say, no, the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu is an Adar Beis. Avada not. Yom Hilula is an Adar Aleph. Why? Because when it comes to Bar Mitzvah, when you're a Bar Oinshin, we want to push it off. We push it off to Adar Beis. When it comes to bring an Eloi to the Neshama, in Mavir and Allah Mitzvah, we, get, we have to do an Adar Aleph. So tomorrow night is Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site. Why did Haman rejoice over Adar? So Chazal say he saw it was the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. But Chazal also say Haman opened up the newspapers and he checked out the astrological signs of the various months. And he saw the month of Adar is the big, scary fish. Ooh, the fish. Fish are very scary. So Haman said, you know, fish... The big fish eats the little fish. I'm going to eat up the Jews. I mean, come on, give me a break. Did you ever have a nightmare about a fish? Think, I know people, they have nightmares. They come to the Rav, they had, there was like a seven-headed dragon chasing them, and nobody ever came to me. Marda Asra Shlita. It's a good, good ha'ara. Yeah? Nobody ever came to me they were being chased by a goldfish, you know? <laughs> what? I mean, Haman really got... He, uh, this month, this month is a month of the fish! 
Ooh, the fish. I mean, the lion, he didn't, why didn't he say, oh, the month of the lion, he's going he's gonna to eat up the clouds like a chayara. No, a dog. A dog is a nice, it's the nicest animal. Well, how did the fish empower Haman Harasha? Says Achsam Soifer, even though every nation in the world needs to connect to its roish through a medium, there's one nation in this world that has such kayach and such power that it doesn't need a medium. It's a roish and a guf without any tzavar at all. That it and its sar are mechubar kechaticha achas without any memutza. And that is Amalek, Haman, Esav. Esav! Esav is the samach mem and Esav it's like a roish and a goof with no neck. That's why Esav is compared to the one behemoth that has no neck. Yechar semena chazir miyar. Esav is compared to a pig. You know what a pig is? You know, you ever, they have these games. You have three parts. Head, neck, body. Take out the neck. Put a head on a body. That's a pig. A pig has no tzavar. There's no tzavar on a pig. Says the Chassam Soifer, the reason why Esav is compared to a pig is because Esav is so full of Tumah. Esav is the embodiment of Tumah. Esav is the Nachash. Nachash is a roish and a guf with no tzavar. So Esav is a, is a chazir. And when Esav is a chazir, it turns to Klau Yisrael and it says, you guys have a neck. I'm going to take your neck and I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to sever it because I don't even need a neck. And therefore Haman is fixated on hanging Mordechai, representing the base Hamikdash will never be built. They'll never be at Savar. We're going to sever your neck. I'm a Malik. I'm a Rosh and a Guf. And you're not going to have at Savar ever, ever, ever. That was the plan of Haman Arasha. And then he sees in the papers, you know what the month of Adar is? Oh, it's my month. It's the month of the fish, the dog. Reish, Guf, Notzavar. We're all set. Haman says, we're not going to pencil on the date. We're going to take a permanent marker. We're going to mark the month of Adar. This is the month of the Nachosh, the month of the Chazir, and the month of the dog. No tzavar in Adar. Adar is the month that we call eternal doom to the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Heligach Sam Soifer in Parshas Vayigash, in Parshas Todos, Ayin Sham. But Haman made a very big mistake. Because the same way Esav doesn't need a neck, Klal Yisrael doesn't need a neck. Ideally, we don't really need a Beis HaMikdash. <coughs> what? That's what we brought in a guy from five towns to Yerushalayim? And we don't really need a Beis HaMikdash? Says the Sfarnai, before the Ched HaEgel, the Pasuk says, V'chamakayim asher avoy eilecha, V'chamakayim asher azkir eshemi, avoy eilecha uberachticha. The original plan was not to have a Beis HaMikdash. What do you need Beis HaMikdash for? V'shachanti B'saycham Ha'avos Hain Hain Ha'merkava Avram was in Merkava The Shechina rested on Avraham Rested on Yitzchak Rested on Yaakov And should have rested on me and you And you know what else the Sarno says? Originally Hashem was not going to tell us To eat only kosher food Parsha Shmini comes after the Chedo Egel, Svarno writes. Why? Because if not for the Chedo Egel, we would have been on such a high madrego, we would not have needed the assistance of kosher food to bring down onto our guf Hashra Sashrina. But then Kla Yisrael sinned by it with the Egel. And Moshe Rabbi and Hashem said, Okay, it's been nice knowing you. Adios amigos, Tzayscham Neshalaim, have a great day. I go my way, you go your way. we're going to be lost. No problem, says God. You don't need me. I'm going to send a malach. 
I'll go up to the Shamayim, the seventh Rakia, and you guys, you wander in the desert with my Malach. If you're not with us, we're not going anywhere. So Moshe Davin, then he Davin, then he Davin, then Hashem said, okay, Salachti Kidvarecha. So Kaiso said, No, are you coming back to us? Are you going to rest on us? Hashem said, No, it's, uh, it's, no, no, thanks. I'm going to stay in a hotel. I can't, I can't stay in your house. What's the hotel? Make a Mishkan. Through the Mishkan, I'll rest on you. And you know what else? You're not holy enough anymore that I could just rest in your presence. You have to eat only badats or kosher food. Whatever hechsher you give, I'm not getting it. That's the last thing I'm getting into over here. <laughs> Says the Svarno, the Indian of the Mikdash and the Indian of Macholais Tahoyres is only because of the Chet Ha'egot, the Chidosh Nifla. Chsam Seifer quotes this in many, many places. He doesn't quote the Svarno by name. He says this idea, that the ideal Madrega of Klal Yisrael is that Klal Yisrael themselves will be the Beis HaMikdash. That's the madriga of La'asid Lavai. You know what madriga that's called? That's madriga of the dog. The dog is the symbol of the madriga of Klal Yisrael, not needing a Beis HaMikdash, Roisham, the Gufam, the Chativa Achas. The fish is the, is the symbol of Klal Yisrael, B'yemais HaMashiach. Says the Sefer Shvila Pinchas, maybe that's why the Magen Avram says, by every Suda of Shabbos, you eat dogim. Shabbos is Me'en O'Elam Haba. Shabbos. Shabbos is the Beis HaMikdash. We don't need a Mak... So Chassam Sefer says, yeah, but what's going to happen to the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash? Eh, we only need it as a Makoim Hakravas Karbonois, but we won't need it as a place of Hashra Sashchina. And Lekavu the Rosh Kailah, he said, I have to hear, so I love the Shazach. It could be, you know, the Ramban says the reason, what's the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash? It's a Makam Hashra Sashchina. The Ramam doesn't say that. The Ramam says the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash is Makam Avoida. He says in the Sefer HaMitzvah, he says in the Yad HaZaka, the purpose, the Tachlis of the Mikdash, it's a Makam Avoida. Why doesn't the Ramam say like the Ramban? The purpose of the, the Mikdash, it's a Makam Hashra Sashchina. Because the Rambam holds you can only count mitzvahs that will be for all time. By the same token, perhaps, the Rambam will only be magdir a mitzvah by its definition for all time. And since La'asad Lavai, the Mikdash will not be needed as a makayim hashras hashchina, only as a makayim of hakravas karbanis, the Rambam has to be magdir it as its eternal state. So Haman made a big mistake. He looks at the fish, he thinks it's his month. He didn't realize that Adar is like a month out of a different Tukufa. You know why call Hamoyadim Yu Batalem Vipuram Layya Batal? You know why Purim will never become Batal? Because Purim is a month out of the La'asud Lavai transplanted into Bizman Hazeh. How could Purim ever become Batal? It already is post Oyamazeh. So it can't become Batal. You know the Bnei Yisachar writes that every month of the year corresponds to another Aver of the Roish. And the month of Adar corresponds to the nose, the sense of smell. And all the heroes of Purim are connected to smell. Mordechai, Mordorar, Esther, Hadassah, the fragrant Hadassah. Because of all the senses that were used by the Cheda, the Eitz Hadass, Adam Harishain took the fruit, he felt the fruit, he listened to his wife, he saw the fruit, he tasted the fruit, but he didn't smell the fruit. The sense of smell was never impugned, it was never nifgam, it, re- it retains its original status of pre And therefore the month of Adar, which is a month out of the La'asid Lavoy, corresponds to the sense of smell, and therefore Mardachai and Esther are connected to the sense of smell. That's why the Gemara Brachas asks, do you have to make a bracha on smell? Ask the says, women, do you have to make a bracha on smell? Of course you do. No, the answer is that the reason we make a bracha is to be mevarer, to select the, to- the toy from the ra. But in smell, there's no ra. Smell is kulay prichet. That's what the Menei Saskar says. How do you know if someone's Mashiach? A guy comes into shul. Mazel tov to so-and-so, he makes announcements, and he says, I'm Mashiach also, I forgot to tell you. 
So how, how do we know if a guy is Mashiach? He has a bumper sticker, he has a, a card. Here's my card. So the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Hashem. If he could whiff out a case, if he could smell a court case, he doesn't have a riot, but he could smell it out, he's Mashiach. Why? Because the sense of smell is the sense that was never impugned by the Chet of the Yitz Hadas. The sense of smell is the sense of Chodesh Adar. Adar is representative of the Chaitim. It's a month of La'asid Lavai. If it's a month of La'asid Lavai, it's Mazal Adar Dogim. But every time we say Achashverosh, we get very nervous. We get very nervous. We say, Achleroshi, we're afraid he's going to sever the Tzavar. Because Achashverosh said, Adchatsi Amalchus, the Seyas. Achashverosh said, You ain't building the Mikdash. So you, every time you think about Achashverosh, you get a headache, you know? You think you get a little uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's got to be uncomfortable being a chazer. Without a neck, not so much headspace. You know, it just gets a little claustrophobic. You know what I mean? So, so then, after the tables are turned, Mordechai says to Esther, now we're going to take the chazer and we're going to hang him. Could it be, you know, the Archaim HaKadosh famously says, L'asid Lovei, the Chazer will become Tahar again. That's the Loshan of Chazer, it's Asid L'Hachzer L'Heteroi. Yeah, but wait a second, but it doesn't chew its cud. Yeah, it doesn't chew its cud, because it doesn't have a neck. But L'asid Lovei, Esav, the Samach Mem, and the Am, will become separate from each other. And it will have a neck. Mamela will chew its cud. And perhaps that's the mechanism that the Rebbe Shalom will use. The month of Adar is the month of the dog. It represents the ideal state of Klal Yisrael. That we only need a Beis HaMikdash as a Makam Avoida. But we don't need a Beis HaMikdash as a Makam of Hashras Hashchina. The month of Adar, we have a Shemetz, a little taste, a little feel of what it could be like to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu without the Tzavar, where the Rebbe Shem is Venosati Mishkoni Besoichichem. That the Yibam Shem rests on Veshachanti Besoicham. And therefore the Gemara reads like gold. Keshem Shemishenechnas Av Mematen Besimcha. Just like the month of Av, we diminish joy because we mourn over the Chorben Beis HaMikdash. We mourn over the loss of our neck. We, learn, we mourn over the loss of our Memutza Beinenu Leveinu Avinu Shemayim. Because we could almost feel the closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu of what life will be like without even the need to have a Beis HaMikdash. It's the month of the dog. It's the month of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu even without the Memutza. Mazal Adar Dogim. Kal Hayamim Toivim Asidim Libatel. Chas V'Shalom. Not even one ois of the Torah will become batal. But it means its significance will become batal. But the month of Adar, the Yom Tov of Purim, Enon Asidin Libatel La'ilam. So we have three ways of reading the Gemara. Just like in the month of Avur, Mamayit B'Simcha, the month of Adar, the Yom Shem says, okay, one month a year, you could forget about the Chorim Beis HaMikdash in order to properly celebrate this great salvation. Another pshat, just like in the month of Ad Av, we commemorate destruction. In the month of Adar, we celebrate the month that paved the way for the building of the second Beis Hamikdash. It was the day the second Beis Hamikdash, the month the second Beis Hamikdash was complete. It's the month predisposed for the Chanukah of the third Beis Hamikdash Sheibane. And finally, just like in the month of Av, we celebrate the destruction of Savarenu. The month of Adar, the month of the Dag, we're able to be besimcha, thinking, feeling, yearning, being in touch with that great future opportunity of the Nasati Mishkani Besoichechem. May we be zoicha to all the different perushim of this Gemara. May we be zoicha to see the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, Sheyibane Bimher V'yameinu, we should have back a Mokam Avoida, a Mokam Hashras Hashchina, and the Yivon Shem should elevate all of us to the Madrega, Mamleches, Koyhanim, Vegoy Kadosh, that we should be Zoycha, 
to the great Tevekus HaKadosh Baruch of the Nasati Mishkani B'Soychichem. Thank you so much for coming. Baruch HaVatzlacha. Afreilchen Adar and Afreilchen Purim Habalina Latayva. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.